0: I have had to learn you cannot control your kids. You did not have kids to control them. You had kids to love them.
1: Hello, you beautiful soul, and welcome to the Evolve with Evelyn podcast, where we break through all the fears, obstacles, and limiting beliefs that are holding you back from the life, relationships, and business or career you desire. I am your host, Evelyn Wynn, founder of Evolve and Unite Coaching Institute, speaker and transformational life coach specializing in inner child and generational trauma healing. Join me each week to heal and strengthen the relationship with yourself and activate your authentic voice so that you can evolve mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Hello, hello, you beautiful soul, and welcome back to the Evolve with Evelyn podcast. I am so stoked that you're here because today I am joined by a good friend, Michelle. I was actually on her podcast a few weeks ago, the parental seasons, Long story short, her Instagram handle is Little Mama Shark, and we kind of came across each other on Instagram. And something that I love, love, love about Michelle is what she is set up and here to do in her mission in this world. She does a lot of things, you know. Not only is she an amazing mom, a wife, but she also is a badass business owner and just launches podcast and so i'm having her on the podcast today to talk about gentle parenting which i feel like is something that a lot of us don't really hear about too too often and it directly goes hand in hand with inner child and generational trauma healing so for all my mamas my fathers my you know wanna be moms wanna be dads like this episode's for you so yeah, thank you so much for being here Michelle. Can you give us a brief introduction of who you are, what you do and the whole shebang?
0: Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um so I am like Evelyn said, I'm at Little Mama Shark on Instagram and Um, to give you kind of a backstory, I started blogging my motherhood journey on Instagram when my first son was about three months old and I had, you know, a small following from that. Um, I had grown it into about 10,000 followers, um, you know, within like two, two years. And then this year, a couple months ago, I decided that I was going to change my parenting style. I was just having a lot of difficulty with, um, my son cooperating and listening and hitting me. Um, and I kind of had kind of an aha moment where it was, I hit my rock bottom of parenting (laughs) Uh (laughs) and I felt like I wasn't a good parent and that Mm. I needed to change how I was approaching parenting. And so I did a bunch of research and, um, one of my original mentors that I had even saw post on social media about gentle parenting was at manifest destiny and she's like really huge on TikTok. I think I saw her stuff on TikTok. And so I was like, okay, there must be something to this whole gentle parenting thing. So I started buying a bunch of books that um were geared towards gentle parenting and and gentle parenting goes by many different names, depending on the exact approach that you take to it. Um, there's gentle parenting, peaceful parenting, respectful parenting, um, mindful parenting. It's all within the same, but I just started doing a bunch of research and I started sharing my journey on my Instagram with gentle parenting and how I, um, was, was, talking about how hard it was, but how rewarding it was and gained about, I think that I'm up to about almost 40,000 followers more than I had six months ago.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So it was, it's kind of crazy. (laughs) You freaking blew up. And I think one of the, what I'm most common, like I most commonly see is conscious parenting. So it kind of like, you know, it all just like is interchangeable. It's kind of like generational trauma, intergenerational trauma, mm-hmm. ancestral trauma. So um, I think to kind of help people put into perspective. So something that you mentioned was you felt like you hit rock bottom in parenting and what did that look like for you? Like what made you feel that way? Cause I think especially when it comes to parenting there's a lot of people I mean there's no rule book right and there's everyone and their mom trying to give you all the tips and advice while you're parenting and I think sometimes it's really hard for parents to know if they're doing a good job if they're you know not messing up their kid and all the things and sometimes I feel like parents really struggle internally like they don't know if they're you know doing a good job so what made you feel like you hit rock bottom? And what did that kind of look like for, you know, someone who might be listening, who, who may be in that position too. So it was kind of, it
0: was several moments that happened within a short span of time. Um, my son at the time was, um, like two and a half Mm -hmm. and he had started, um, hitting me. Um, and, I was raised on spanking and I had spanked him a couple of times before and, you know, nothing had really worked. I had switched to doing timeouts and timeouts weren't working. He would just get up and kind of be like, what, this is, what is this? (laughs) And so at that point, you know, after about, I think about a week to two week span of him, you know, continually disobeying me. And, um, there was a point where I had, I had told him he hit me or he got mad at me or something. And he actually slapped me in the face and I just like started bawling and my husband got home from work that day. And as soon as he walked in the door, like I started bawling and hugged him. And I was like, I, I don't know what to do. I, he doesn't listen to me. You know, I'm. I'm obviously doing something wrong because this is not how it should be. I don't enjoy being a parent anymore. It was Mm. just that feeling of, I don't enjoy being a parent anymore. When does this end? You know, when does he outgrow this? How do I fix this? That was kind of my rock bottom moment where I realized like something has to change because I cannot keep living like this.
1: Wow. And so How, what were the major changes that you made and how, what was like the time period when you started noticing, I guess, the progression or when things really started to actually change in his behavior?
0: So at first, um, when I started doing some of the implementation of different things, I was kind of just learning, um, as I went. So I, you know, at that time, the main problem was hitting. So I was trying to find resources on what to do when your toddler is hitting, um, and how to handle that without spanking or yelling or timeouts. Mm. Um, so that was kind of, I tackled it by situation, um, was my first approach and it took maybe about a week or two for it to really kind of sink in. And I started seeing small progression, um, A lot of it is about gaining cooperation with your kid instead of just bossing them around and telling them what to do to make them feel really included in their, um, Mm. choices and their life. Yeah. Yeah. And when I started doing that, I saw huge changes, um, just with him listening and being more cooperative with me. And I would say, I mean, I've been doing gentle parenting approach for, four or five months now. And now he is so in tune with his emotions. He can tell me exactly how he's feeling and why. And it just, it's really, really good for their emotional intelligence to be taught how to handle their emotions at such
1: a young age. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, like the whole basis of inner child and generational trauma healing and why these wounds happen to us as adults is that we were never given, most of us were never given the safe space to process our emotions. Like I lived in fear most of my life and was terrified and I blocked myself off. And then like that affects us all the way into adulthood. And I think that's the problem with a lot of parents nowadays. Cause like, there's people like you who, you know, started doing this inner child work on your own. Like you've been doing personal development for a really long time now.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think that also gives you the awareness of like, okay, like let's, you know, change up parenting style. But here's the thing is that sometimes when we do our own work and we have like this raised consciousness, we can notice, you know, when we're around other people the the difference in how we live and all the things. So are you do you surround yourself with like a lot of moms like what do you notice as a mom ar- about other like parenting styles around you because like i don't have kids right now but i think as a coach who works with a lot of moms i can see but i'm just so curious as like a mom yourself like what you witness around you yeah
0: so it definitely makes me more in tune to different parenting approaches like if i go to the playground or anywhere in public um it, it's kind of shocking uh, the way that people talk to their children, especially in public. Um, And I I get it. I understand why they do it. And I'm I'm not coming from a place of uh, judgment by any means, because I was there, but it's just kind of, I I feel for the kid. (laughs) I feel for the kids (laughs) so bad because, you know, now I'm just like super hyper aware where it's like, Almost like cringy moments where you know you see a kid getting yelled at in public and like humiliated essentially, yeah, you just feel so bad. But like at the same time, I feel bad for the parent too because I'm like, oh, you're helpless, like you don't know what else to do. Like I know it's not their fault, but it's just all around, just like a
1: cringy thing to watch. Oh my god, I totally agree. So, a couple things came up because I was looking at your stories, um, I think yesterday, and you were sharing some of you know, I think this comes with your account growing so fast is that as much as there's amazing people on your account, there's also the people who just are very opinionated. And I think when it comes to parenting specifically, Mm -hmm. I think when you talk so openly about, you know, one way of parenting that works really well for you, and maybe it's different from what somebody else does and they're feeling triggered and activated, they'll, Mm -hmm. you know, project. And so there was a comment that I saw someone make, and I think it was along the lines of like, Mm -hmm. Essentially, I can't remember word for word, but they were kind of like in a way like shit talking, gentle parenting and and how like, well, some of the most like behaved kids and and successful people like were like disciplined. Like, do you know which comment I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you say to that? I think that my argument for
0: the all the trolls that I get uh, Like you said, they, when I'm so open about being successful with this type of parenting, it triggers a lot of people. Um, I think that it really affects them in a way that they didn't realize until they see that parenting can be done a different way. I think that they feel really guilty about the way that they are parenting, whether they spank or yell or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like you said, they project it on to me because it's easy because I don't know who I am and I'm just an internet stranger. So with those comments, I don't think that the authoritarian type of parenting style is the best. I understand why people do it and it's very, an old school type way of parenting, but all you're doing is you're teaching your child to be afraid of you you're not teaching your child how to be a good person you're teaching them how to be obedient and that's Mm. not the same thing yeah so these people that comment on my stuff i get horrible horrible comments about how my kids are going to end up in jail because i'm their friend and i'm not their parent And I'm raising snowflake children who can't take the real world and yada, yada, yada. (laughs) So, I mean, I've heard it all at this point, like in the four months that I've been doing this, I've literally heard it all. Um, You know, I've got the most insane comments. I've been told that I'm a pedophile
1: empathizer, which I'm like, okay, (laughs) I saw that comment and I was trying to find whatever posts you talked about that even correlated the two and I was so confused. Yes. And my favorite is that they
0: assume that I'm raising my children by myself because I don't hardly post my husband on social media. I'm
1: married. I have a co-parent <laughs> and he is on board. Like- oh my God. That is insane to me. And going back to the author, uh, authoritarian, that was how I grew up. And at first I was kind of like mixed feelings about it. Cause I'm like, you know, like I turned out pretty fucking great. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, I have a lot of trauma, like lots and lots of trauma that literally stemmed from those parenting styles. And I am one of the very few people that was able to turn that around and not recreate those patterns. And what I've noticed with a lot of people is that unfortunately, not a lot of people have those tools or even can get that help to heal from that trauma that happens when you're spanked, yelled at mentally and emotionally and physically abused. And so I think this idea of conscious parenting to a lot of people is very like, woo woo. And like the whole like snowflake energy. And I think that there is a fine line. Would you agree? Like, I think there is some people who take it too far where they end up being like, the best friend of a child, which it's great to have a good relationship, but your child also needs to know how to respect you. So how do you like, let's say for the parent, who's like, okay, like, Michelle, like, I'm I'm hearing you. I want to give this parenting, gentle parenting style a go. But how do I dance around that line between like, you know, that love and unconditional support, but also like, where they respect me and I can still discipline them. Like where does the line draw there? Yeah, sure. So the
0: main thing between, um, gentle parenting and that type of parenting is referred to as permissive parenting, um, permissive parenting there, there's no boundaries. There's no rules in place. There's no discipline. Um, with gentle parenting, there is boundaries. I'm not afraid To upset my kid, I'm not afraid to say no to my kid. I'm not afraid to make my kid cry. However, if I set that boundary in place and I stand by it, I also help him work through the emotions that he's feeling about that boundary. Mm. So if I say, we can't do that, we can't have dessert for dinner, Um, you know, whatever, that's my boundary, instead of eventually being like, okay, fine, you can have dessert for dinner. I help him. Oh, are you feeling angry that I told you that you couldn't have dessert for dinner? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you're allowed to be angry at me.
1: Yeah.
0: You're not allowed to yell at me, but mm. you're allowed to feel angry at me. So I think that you, with the difference between permissive and gentle, is you really have to have boundaries. You have to know what your rules are and teach your kids that those are your boundaries. But also help them work through their coping skills and their emotions and how to tell you what they're feeling. Because your kids are allowed to be mad at you. (laughs) Yeah. They're allowed to not like your rules. But there there's no there's no need for physical uh, discipline there when you've been doing it for a while and they understand, okay, Mm -hmm. essentially no means no, and that's not gonna change. So I think that's pretty much the whole gist of it is like, if
1: you set a boundary,
0: you have to stick to it.
1: Mm, and that's really hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So a couple of things came up as you just said that. So what if the kid has been so used to like yelling and screaming? Cause you said you're, you're allowed to be mad at me or angry with me, but you're not allowed to yell at me. So what do you do in those moments, especially like at the very beginning, when you are just starting this transition to this parenting style, What do you do or what would you recommend or any tips that you would give for someone who's, you know, (laughs) got a kid who's like yelling at them and disrespecting them?
0: Sure. So with my own child um, during this period of time when he was hitting and I was switching gentle, switching to gentle parenting, um, the main thing that you're going to want to do is especially if they're a toddler or a younger child, they're going to have a tantrum. Um, They don't, they just physically cannot control a tantrum. Um, once they start melting down, they hear no reason their frontal lobe completely shuts down. So it's not a teachable moment at that point. So you have to remember, you know, when your kid is melting down in front of you, now is not the time to try to teach them a lesson about something because they're not going to hear it. They're not open to it. So you have to help them work through those emotions first by doing, you know, teaching them coping skills. So if your kid's used to, you know, yelling, spanking or whatever, and they're flipping out and they're yelling back or hitting or whatever, first and foremost, you're going to have to teach them healthy ways to, um, tell you about these emotions and how to deal with these emotions. So with my son in particular, you know, we've tried breathing exercises together. Um, I, I ask him, you know, okay, so you're allowed to tell me that you're angry. You're allowed to be angry, but you're not allowed to hit. What's something else that you think that you can do to show me that you're Mm -hmm. angry without hitting? Um, So it's all about just like teaching healthy habits and healthy coping skills. Um, Even if it's something like, you know, if you want to yell, say a funny word instead. Um, That one is really popular with my son. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Bubbles! Right. Exactly. (laughs) Just, or like punch a pillow or something like scream into a pillow. You know, I tell my son, if you want to, I give my son space. I say, do you want to talk about an hour? Do you need space? And he says he needs space. I give him space. I tell him I'm here for you, but you can have your space. Um, so it's all about transitioning, working through those emotions, working through Mm. teaching them coping skills so that the
1: yelling and the hitting
0: happens less and less.
1: Oh, this is like, it's so crazy. Cause as you're like talking, it's coming around full circle for me, because this is all the stuff that I talk about and teach my clients as adults. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm kind of helping them work through the, the traumas of this already happening. And what you're doing is like preventing that from continuing to happen. And it's so interesting that for me, I guess, like as an inner child healing coach, now hearing you talk about Like it didn't even cross my mind to give like your child that space. Mm -hmm. Like I think you you we talk about it. It's like yeah, you know, like as adults, like we need that space to like feel our emotions. But I think Mm -hmm. even for someone like me, as a kid, I was I was never given that right Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes people are like, well, you need to discipline your kid. But it's funny because as I'm like processing through this in my mind right now, I'm like, oh my god, like that would literally change everything because you're teaching your kid literally that it's okay to feel those emotions and to process them in that moment, however way you need to, and then like come back into the conversation and then discipline and then like talk about it. And I'm like, that is such like a wild concept because I think so many of us, especially our generation or like the older generation, it just like does not exist. Right. That's like insane. And I think a lot of people, Tell me if you agree with this or what you think about this. I feel like a lot of parents kind of underestimate the intelligence of their kid. Like, I feel like a lot of people talk to their kids as if they're kind of like slow or idiots. And I'm like, they're so smart. And I almost feel like you talk to your kids, like still as kids, but almost like little adults, like Mm -hmm. as if they are capable of taking in this information. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I think that people underestimate how much their children understand. I mean, we know that from our trauma, you know, from our childhood, I, there were points in my childhood where uh, my parents underestimated how much I understood about what was going on in our family situation Mm. at a very young age. And so I take that with me into adulthood. I know my kids know when things are going on. I know that my kids know when I'm in a bad mood or if my vibes are off, like kids know these things.
1: Oh, that's so amazing. So something that you kind of shared, um, in like our, our chats together is different gentle parenting styles. What's that? And like, what are they? So that would be what I was talking about. Um,
0: earlier in our conversation there's just different ways to approach it um okay some people like there's respectful parenting um which is more like focused on I guess the mutual respect between uh, the child and the parent Mm -hmm. um you know mindful parenting or conscious parenting is more like you know you're really really intentional with um what you say to your kids and Uh, your parenting style, I guess, gentle parenting is more like, I think that gentle parenting is more about like the emotional needs of your children. Mm. Um, So I don't know. There's so many different terms for different types of gentle parenting. I stick with gentle because that's the first term that I ever heard. Um, And I, I always use kind of all of them a bit interchangeably, depending on the
1: situation and like what I'm talking about in specific. That makes okay. Sense. Uh, yes. No. It totally does. And so, for the person who's listening, who's like, you know, kind of sitting in this place of like, holy shit, like, am I, have I fucked up my kids? Like, realizing like I've been parenting this authoritative way for a really or authoritarian way for a really mm-hmm. long time. Like, am I too far gone? Like, what would you say to those people, and what are some tips um, that you would have for them? Well, you're never too far gone <laughs> ever, um,
0: can always change it. Um, I get people message me all the time and tell me that, you know, they still follow me, even though I'm mainly talking about, you know, younger children and they're still applying these principles to their 11 year old, to their 13 year old, to their 16 year old, mm. like there's still a way to recover from it. Right. And I think that that's a really important conversation that a parent needs to have with their child in the process of that. Like, Hey, I've done some self-reflection. I realize that I want to be a different type of parent to you mm. and really talk about how, you know, especially if the child is older, how previous parenting ways affected them, you know, mm. um, and have that open dialogue and, you know, I tell him, I mean, I'm very open with my kid now. I mean, he's three and he doesn't really understand, but I mean, I still yell every once in a while. Obviously I get triggered and I'm still a work in progress. And I tell him, I'm like, you know, mommy tries not to yell as much. And so if mommy's trying not to yell at you, you're going to try not to yell at me. Right. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> like
1: <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that's so funny. Um, it's so funny. All these like questions kind of keep like randomly popping up. So what what would you, what is your tip and advice for people who might, who are co-parenting or parenting kids together? And maybe one person is very authoritative in their parenting style and the other wants to develop this, you know, transition to gentle parenting, but the other one kind of doesn't believe in it.
0: Yeah. I get this question all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually The mother wants to start gentle parenting, and the father is like, Yeah, no, that's hippie stuff. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I get that question all the time. And from my research, from you know, a bunch of books that I've read, articles, podcasts, everything, um, it's better for one parent to do it than no parents to do it. Um Mm. you cannot control another person, even if you're married to them. Um, you cannot, you can't control them. You can't say you are going to parent this way. Um, so my recommendation is you change the parenting style if you want to. And I like to lead by example. My husband was open to it, but he was skeptical at first after about a month of me doing it and him picking up on, wow, that, you know, she didn't have as much of a fight with him about this particular subject that we normally do. Wow. I'm going to try that next time. He would just like take little pieces here and there and he would start doing it. And now, I mean, he'll have open dialogue with my son where I'm like, dang, like, where did you come up with that? That was good. (laughs) So I think just practicing it in front of somebody, like it really shows them that it works. Like my mom and our whole family, we, you know, we're very open with them and we tell them, you know, we've switched and we don't spank and we try not to yell and blah, blah, blah. And my mom's like, yeah, I try to talk to him
1: how you do. Cause he listens when you talk to him. Oh, oh my God. That's amazing. And I think that's literally proof in the pudding. Like, I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of older generations, like they won't believe something until they see it in front of their eyes. And I think, more and more people talking about this is so important like i love following people talk about like gentle parenting is new to me but like conscious parenting has like Mm -hmm. been something that i've been much more aware of especially in the spiritual community Mm -hmm. and i think uh, for some reason the energy of like two completely different parenting styles kind of keeps popping up and like i just know of people who are in relationships or marriages and they're already having their own issues And I think it's just a little bit toxic and kind of like, you know, feeds into like the kids. Like, how do you recommend? Because sometimes those things like can be blown out of proportion, right? Maybe you have like a controlling parent who controls the kids and also the the partner. I'm not going to say whichever gender. And it's almost like the other parent wants to do better for their kids, but then is afraid of like triggering the other parent and afraid of that. Being like a way of like, diso- you know, disrespecting the mm-hmm. other parent, like, you, you, are you getting what I'm trying to get at? Yeah, totally.
0: Um, Yeah. I mean, I think that at that point, you know, counseling is always great. I always <laughs> recommend counseling. <laughs> counseling is always great, especially if you're having trouble communicating with your partner. Um, yeah. I know that when Because of the whole gentle parenting thing and how much it's changed me as a person, not even as a parent, but because of my inner child work that has happened because of gentle parenting, I have become better about communicating the way that I feel to my husband. Mm. So instead of just getting triggered and snapping at him like I normally would, now I'm like, "Mm." wait a minute, Michelle. No, (laughs) you shouldn't have snapped at him. You need to apologize like an actual adult. (laughs) And we communicate better because of gentle parenting with each other, because we're communicating with our kids so openly that it it spills into our marriage. Wow.
1: I love that. I always say, um, you know, children are your biggest teachers. I feel like as parents, like, They will activate and trigger the unhealed parts inside of you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my audience and clients hear me talk all the time about inner child work as someone who's healing from it. But you're actually probably the first person I've had on this podcast that has done the work, is continuing to do the work, and also really making that change in your family. So, how have you noticed your own inner child healing um, affecting your parenting style? The way that you interact with your kids, your kids' behaviors, all that jazz?
0: Um, The main thing is that I am more hesitant when I'm triggered. Um, So there is becoming an increasingly larger moment in time between the trigger happening and my response. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I love that because that means Mm. that the bigger that the space is between the trigger and the response, the more time I have to think about how I want to respond. Right. So that's been one thing. So, and when something happens, I don't immediately yell at my kid. And another thing is that I'm able to identify my triggers a little bit better. Um, I'm able to pinpoint why I have them, where they came from. Um, And a lot of it comes from. Uh, like control issues from my inner child trauma. Um, Feeling out of control as a child makes me feel like I want to be in control all the time as an adult. And I have had to learn, you cannot control your kids. You do not have kids to control them. You had kids to love them, not to control Mm them. That's a Um, tough
1: pill for a lot of people to swallow.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And it's not your kid's duty to obey you. Obedience is not like the number one thing that your kid should be focused Ooh, on
1: now I can see why you get so much hate in those certain areas because it can be triggering for a lot of people so what do you say like can you elaborate that on that a little bit more like I totally see it and I'm like all for it but I think there is a lot of people who have just like you and I have been controlled our entire lives and have been conditioned that you've got to obey which is funny because it kind of trickles into society right like we mm-hmm. obey rules and the government and like all these other things so yeah can you elaborate on like the piece of controlling and um kids not being there to obey you
0: yeah so I think a lot of it um there's a a a podcaster and um a novelist who this is her like life is talking about this her name is Janet Lansbury and if you don't listen to her stuff or watch her stuff or whatever, read her stuff. Like she is amazing. Um, I was listening to a podcast that she was talking about today about how basically like obedience and stuff like that. It interferes with your kids intrinsic, um, way of doing things. So, your kid's not doing something good because they want to be a good person. They're doing something good because they're going to be rewarded or they're not doing something bad, not because it's bad or they feel bad about it. They're doing something bad because they only get in trouble for it. Mm. And that's a huge thing in society, right? Like a lot of people only do good things because they want to be rewarded for it. Not because they actually want to do good things. And this style of parenting where you're, not trying to get, just get your kid to listen to you, to, to let you control them, to, you know, get them to obey you. It messes with the way that they see right and wrong. Mm. So they don't do things because they're a good person and they want to be a good person. They're only doing things for the reward. So we're teaching them be a good person because you want to be a good person. Don't do something bad because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, not because there's crime and punishment and rewards and all of that, mm-hmm. which I think that society right now has a huge problem with. And
1: that's why so many people get triggered by it. Yeah. And um one of the biggest issues that I feel like I see with clients nowadays, and we're healing from with inner child stuff is self-trust lack of confidence, um, like self-esteem worthiness issues. So how do you see that correlating with gentle parenting?
0: Yeah. So I have, like I said, a three-year-old and I give him autonomy, um, with his body, with the space that he needs, um, with tasks. Um, It's kind of Montessori approach of parenting to let kids really help around the house and to feel needed in the household. Um, I let my son help me cook. I let him help me do chores and I really encourage him and tell him that I'm proud of him and I appreciate his help and things like that. And because I do that, He develops a stronger sense of worth and being valuable to our family. And he also develops confidence in himself. He's three years old, but he can help me cook dinner. Um, (laughs) So it's just that really early stages of developing confidence and trust and, you know, There's a thing in gentle parenting called natural consequences where, and my thing that I'm having problems with right now is I always want to tell them to be careful, be careful. Don't do this. Don't do that. Be careful. And they really should be listening to their bodies. And you're supposed to say, you know, be aware because saying, be careful means that you don't trust them to not get hurt. So they don't trust themselves to not get hurt. You have to like teach your child to trust their self, to know that their, their body's limits essentially.
1: Wow. That's so interesting. As you were saying that in NLP, um, like one of the prime directives of the subconscious mind is that it doesn't process negatives. Mm -hmm. So when we say like, don't, you know, I don't want to be broke. We're literally saying I want to be broke. And so Mm -hmm. with our kids, it's like, people always say like, don't spill that. Don't drop the milk. Don't trip. And then what does the kid end up doing? They drop the milk, they spill it. And I think as you were sharing, um, like the be careful, it's almost like we're constantly focusing on the what could happen and the what if and and all the negative parts of it rather than the more positive, uplifting and empowering pieces, it feels Mm -hmm. like.
0: Yeah. And that's like a focus on what they call positive parenting, where it's pretty much you like take out all negative language and you only speak to your child positively, which I've been trying to work on with my don'ts and things like that. I actually shared a reel yesterday about how like you tell a toddler, don't do this. And all they hear is the last part of doing it. Yeah, <laughs> And they do that. Um, So yeah, I, I try to really be careful about what I say. Um, I've been trying to not say, don't do this instead of so much negative. Don't do this. Don't do that stop doing this. I try to tell him in a more positive way, do this instead. Have you tried this? Like if you, if you switch your language, you'd be amazed at how cooperative your kids can be by just giving them power to do something instead of controlling them to
1: not do something. Wow. That's very profound. I'm like, I feel like so many more people need to be like listening in and like Cause it's just, they don't teach us this. Mm -mm. Like, I feel like if they taught us this in school, like inner child stuff for us as kids, that would then trickle on and just like have more conversations about this, but I feel like they're not. And Mm -hmm. so that's why I love what you do. And, you know, you launching your podcast and creating the reels that you do and all the amazing things. So, uh, to kind of wrap this up, I just have a quick question for you. Like, for someone who is like, okay, I'm ready. Like this inspired me. I'm ready to make a change. I want to be a better parent for my kids and really help them build like self trust, confidence, safety, and all that jazz. What are some tips that you would give them to kind of like, if there are there some tips or like steps that they could take that they can implement and integrate like today? Sure.
0: So one of my favorite books. Um, that I read along this journey is called peaceful parent, happy kids. Um, it is amazing because this whole time back when I was trying to change my kid, I didn't realize that I was going to change myself. (laughs) I thought that I was going to have more control over my child by starting this journey. And it turns out that I needed more work than my kid did. (laughs) So (laughs) I, my biggest tip would be start with you. <laughs> the problem's not your child. It's you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ooh, that is a tough pill for people to swallow. <laughs> I'm so sorry to break it to you, but the kid is not the problem. <laughs> so definitely work on your inner child, figure out what your triggers are. And when you start figuring out your triggers in parenthood, it it gets easier. And then the rest kind of just flows naturally. Like you can read all the books you want about gentle parenting, but if you're not doing the work for yourself, Mm -hmm. there's not going to be a change. Mm. You want to change the whole household. You want the whole household to be in harmony. Then you have to change too. Can't just be the kid.
1: Mm. So once someone does, you know, works on their inner child, and starts beginning that healing process, what then are some things that you recommend in terms of the parent-child interaction and stepping away from not super helpful parenting styles before that, like yelling, screaming, hitting, spanking, judging, um, guilting, shaming, all those different things.
0: Yeah, sure. And what I do, I I mean, I'll just kind of give the rundown of what I do. So, you know, I'm still a work in progress. I'm still working on different things and I'm getting better every day. Um, I do a lot of research. I've read a ton of books about gentle parenting and this type of parenting styles. I listen to podcasts a lot just as like refreshers. And then it'll just kind of give me like those like bite-sized pieces. Um, if I'm dealing with something in particular, um, and then like it from there, like you just kind of like pile on everything that, you know, and it like gets easier and it gets mm. easier and it gets easier. And then you hit another problem and you're like, I don't know what to do about this. And then you like research that and then yeah. it like gets easier. So it's all about like, if you never had that particular type of role model in your life, you're going to have to look to the outside and look for professional help as far as like research materials, podcasts and stuff like that. That's the main thing that helps me is because it, it'll give me ideas. And I'm like, I would have never thought to ask my kid this instead of this. And it's, it's really, really helpful to just continually do research, even if it's just a little bit, you know, once a week, even it doesn't have to be an everyday yeah. thing.
1: What it seems like a lot of what you're saying is just the awareness. Cause I think a lot of people have such a big ego and that's totally normal and fine and we don't want to feel like we're not doing enough we're not being good enough parents or doing a best job at parenting our kids and I think being able to admit that you might need a little bit of help or that you're a constant work in progress I think is the biggest thing because I feel like there is really no step by step of how to be a gentle parent I think exactly what you said you kind of have to go through it on a case-by-case basis but if you don't know you reach out for help. And I think so many people are trying to, I feel like there's also this pressure for parents to have it all together because you see everybody being these perfect Instagram parents on social media. And I think even like one of my best friends, she just recently had her baby and she was like telling me, she's like, I fucking hated being pregnant. Like I hated pregnancy. And she almost felt guilty and shamed by it because like everybody else was having this pregnancy glow and everything looks like so great. And um, and I and I feel like that learning step of like podcasts and books is super, super helpful. So super last question is what is your biggest tip or advice for somebody who is a parent or desire to be a parent, what is something that you would recommend for them or want to share with them to evolve into the next level version of themselves?
0: Well, it's definitely awareness and I like to be aware of different things and meditate on them. Even if it's like not true, like yoga mat meditation, like in Mm. the shower, I have five minutes and I'm thinking about something. Mm. Meditation has always really helped me, even if it's while I'm doing something else, just that five minutes to myself to clear my head, to think that does wonders for my mental state so that I can hit the next
1: level. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on and sharing your experiences, your gifts, your expertise with us. Where can everybody find you?
0: So I am on Instagram at little.mama.shark. I also have a podcast. It is on wherever you stream your podcasts. It's called Parental Seasons. And the second episode Evelyn is on. So check it out. It's amazing.
1: (laughs) I love you so much. Thank you so much for hopping on with us today. And for everyone who's listening, thank you for being here with us. And please, please, please go and check out Michelle. She has amazing content that she puts out every single day and she really brings the realness and authenticity. Like it's not one of those accounts where she just paints this beautiful picture of this perfect, you know, parenthood, but really shares like the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's something that I totally respect. So I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye.